Hi to all my listeners out there. I'm taking a summer break. In the meantime, here's part of one of our episodes from this past year. Sylvia and me. Sylvia and Sylvia and me. Sylvia and Sylvia. Sylvia and me. My name is Kathy Picard. I'm from Ludlow, Massachusetts. I've been a sexual abuse advocate, preventer for over 20 years, reaching out to everybody and anybody that I can to stop sexual abuse from happening to people like it happened to me. I, one person, if I can prevent that, that's what I want to do. So I want to welcome Sylvia and me. Kathy, thank you so much. And as we talked about just a couple of minutes ago when we first actually met, um, the courage that you've had to be able to come out and tell your story. Uh, One of the things that I do want to, I'm gonna read because a quote that you have is being a victim of sexual abuse is not fun, but one of the best days in a victim's life is the day they realize they don't have to worry about being a victim anymore. It doesn't really matter how or why the abuse stops either. It just matters that it stopped. Of course, as good as this day is, it's just the beginning. Now, you know, talking about childhood sexual abuse, when you look at the statistics, they're staggering. You have one in five girls and one in 20 boys are sexually abused. The average age of abuse is 12. The average disclosure age is 44. And the average years before disclosure is 32. Um, You have told your story. You've been an advocate for over 20 years. And what people might not understand, and I know you've written a book, and along with your husband, you wrote this Mm -hmm. book, it took you guys five years, The Idiot Family I Lived With. The abuse started when you were seven and lasted 10 years. Mm -hmm. The perpetrator, which as we know, the greatest percent, I I think it's 93% of the perpetrators, the criminals who rape and abuse children are people that they know. So can you take us back to when it started um, and how did it go along for 10, how did you survive 10 years of this? Yeah, so Sylvia, it's, it's a story and you know I, we don't have time to tell the whole story but i will tell the general as you mentioned it happened when i was 7 years old and the grooming process started probably even younger from what i can remember but he you know touching me and saying i was this pretty little girl and don't tell keep it a secret is a huge thing you know these perpetrators they tell you keep it a secret you're going to get in trouble my, you know, your mother and I are going to get divorced and it's going to be your fault. Your sisters are going to be taken away from you. Your dog is going to be taken away from you. You are a scared little girl. My stepfather who sexually abused me was an auxiliary cop. So I was threatened with the gun in the home. I'm going to shoot you. 
so of course I'm not going to tell, you know, and in the schools, they're not telling you to tell. So I just didn't tell. Um, finding out in my adult years, my mother knew what he was doing. And that was very angry, upsetting to me that she would tell me to go places with him and she would know that this abuse was going to happen. Leaving the house and leaving me in an unsafe home with him abusing me. I, I still can't imagine, but this happens to both mothers and fathers that they leave their kids. They don't know what to do. So you need to get out of that situation. You need to protect your child, your niece, your cousins. You need to protect them, not the perpetrator. Now, didn't you tell your grandmother? I did. The first person that I told was my Grammy, my mother's mother. And I told her when we were sitting by the pool at the age of nine years old. And I said, you know, he touches me in my private parts. And she had said, Shh, Kathy, we don't talk about that. So she emphasized what he said by not talking about it. So I shut up, you know, I didn't tell. And I did not tell from the age of nine all the way till I was 28 years old. I kept this secret. And I told my Aunt Judy, my Aunt Judy was like a mom to me that I wish I had instead of my mother. But I told my Aunt Judy and she was petrified of him as well. So she said, Kathy, come and talk to me. Don't tell anybody else. So again, I was hushed to keep it a secret. Like and I, someone she, who, who believed you. Yeah, I mean, well, she that did. That have been hard. Yeah, she did believe me, but she didn't want me to talk about it. So I didn't. And I promised her that I wouldn't tell. But my Aunt Judy passed away at the young age of 54 years old. And after she passed, I told everybody. First stop, I went to the police department and I told them just in case, because at that time I was still threatened by him. So I still kept it a secret. And But going to the police station, I opened those doors up for me. And from there, I told coworkers, I told my neighbors, I told my friends. And some people want to listen. And some people are like, why are you talking about this? That happened a long time ago. Why do you still talk about it? Well, you know why I talk about it is because the pain the trauma that you go through, the feelings that you go through, they are still there. I'm going to be 59 years old. And those thoughts, those memories that I went through are still there. But he doesn't control me anymore. Okay. So you said the abuse went on for 10 years. So from the age of seven to the age of 17, with some grooming having taken place prior to age of seven. How did it stop when you were 17? It finally stopped Sylvia at 17 years old. I had found out when I was 17 that this man who I grew up thinking he was my real father, I found out that he was my stepfather. And my mother, the way it was told to me was, I didn't have to have you if I didn't want to. And I said, what are you talking about? And she said, he's not your real father. And I was like, unbelievable because here I'm thinking, all this going through and being messed with and sexually abused and thinking he was my father and he wasn't. So I had told him when I was 17, I said, this has to stop. And he would beg me, Sylvia, beg me one more time, Kathy, please, one more time, and then I'll leave you alone. 
I go, no, it's got to stop. And if it doesn't, I'm going to tell. So you went to the police when you were 28. What was their reaction? At that time, I didn't really tell my whole story. I filled out a report. So it wasn't really talking to them, but it was filling out a report. They really didn't want to talk because at that age, I was old enough and I wasn't really filing, but I was writing documentation in case for some reason that I got killed, something mysteriously happened to me. I wanted to have proof in writing that go and check him out, go and check out and see where he was on that day. Now, I know you started doing research. Mm -hmm. One of the things that, you know, has come up in, in, in recent current events, as we used to call it when I went to school, um, are news articles of women coming forward about and some men actually about sexual abuse that happened years ago. And people are like, well, why didn't you say anything? Um, it's beyond the statute of limitations. Mm -hmm. uh, another thing that has come out, which is you know, some of the stats that I talked about was how long it takes someone to actually be able to talk about it took you from the time it stopped 11 years. Yeah. So what was one of the first things that you wanted to look into to change? For more, you can find Sylvia and me wherever you listen to your podcasts or go to www.sylviaandme.com. As they say, see you in September. <laughs>